Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to, you know it's fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Brian Breaker. Welcome to the show. Uh, excited to be here this week. Um, got a couple things to talk about. I got back in the ring for the first time in uh, in several years. I did a little bit of training with a company called Core Pro Wrestling up here. I actually had one of their owners, uh, Nathan Estrada, on the show a while back, so... It was kind of cool helping out the next generation. Saw a lot of, a lot of good kids who are still kind of getting their uh, feet wet in the business, but are doing well and are trying hard. And I think that's all you need, right? Like, good attitude, some God-given ability, and the, will- and the willingness to put in the work. And I think if you can do those three things, who knows how far you can make it in wrestling. So it was definitely cool to kind of get back in the ring. Hopefully, I'm able to do it a little bit more. I also want to touch on this. I... Uh, <laughs> I don't talk about figures a lot on here, kind of on the intro. Sometimes with the guests I will, depending on if they're a figure collector. But I wanted to share this. I got the new, some of the new Super 7 Ninja Turtle Ultimate figures. I don't really do a lot of Super 7 stuff, because it's a little bit on the pricier side. But, man, these are amazing. The boxes are amazing. The figures are amazing. Might be slipping down a new rabbit hole. Who knows? Al Day knows all about that. He is my guest today. Um, from Tots, too old for this shit, and uh, it's kind of a fun podcast. I, I I listen to a few episodes and hearing Al talk about it, it's really fun. Where him and his buddy talk figures and kind of like, are we too old for this? And uh, which is kind of an ongoing joke, I think, with anyone in the figure collecting community. We all feel like we're probably too old to, for it to some degree, but we still enjoy it, right? And so I think as long as you're doing stuff that you find joy in and it doesn't, uh, it's not illegal, doesn't hurt anybody, why not? Why not dive into it? And I think that's kind of what me and Al discuss here on the show. So he's a like-minded individual, fun guy to talk with, which is very much what I'm going for on this show. And of course, I want to give a shout out uh, to our guest last week, uh, Nick Haddix and his son Caden for joining me. Really cool having both those guys on the show. Uh, Caden, I know, is really looking forward to it, so I hope he I hope he enjoyed his time on the podcast. And then also, my nephew Weissen joined me again. He uh, he loves talking in the microphone. That's his absolute favorite thing to do. So anytime he gets a chance to do that, he absolutely loves it. So it was really cool having uh, all three of those guys on the uh, the podcast last week. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, check that out. Uh, man, we are approaching Thanksgiving time, aren't we? Like it's uh. It's this week, as a matter of fact. Um, man, I'm recording this a tad early to kind of get a jump on things. And yeah, Thanksgiving's this week. Is that your... How do you guys rank Thanksgiving as a holiday? It's one of my favorites. And it's one of those where it's like, all you do is get together and eat. But who doesn't love to eat? I'm an eater. I know a lot of you guys. I know Drew Vensel's a, a foodie. I talk a lot about it on Tales from the Estate. I'm sure a lot of you other guys are foodies. Like, Thanksgiving's just a great time. It's also kind of a easy holiday because you don't have to buy gifts. And I like buying gifts, but it can get daunting at times, too, because uh, I have like three or four birthdays. And now I see I have one, two, three, four birthdays in November and December. 
that's brutal. Mine's in October, so it's a little bit of a break before Christmas, but yeah. And it's no one's fault when they're born. It just kind of makes it tough when you are born on around Christmas because of everyone buying gifts already. My nephew's birthday's in March, and I feel bad for my niece because hers is December 3rd, and I feel bad because he gets, I feel like, a little bit better gifts sometimes um, simply because people aren't as strapped, right? Like, so it's easier to spend more money in March because, you know, you're three months removed from Christmas. You know, this is March 25th, so he's exactly three months from Christmas. So it's just kind of weird how that shakes out sometimes. But uh, let's not take any more time on this intro. Let's kick it over to my conversation with Al Day from Tots. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the show today is the one and only Al Day. Al, what's going on, man? Uh, just a, another evening in paradise here in North Alabama. So, <laughs> Dude, got yeah. the boy to bed. We're yeah. good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We actually are on the same time zone, which is <laughs> amazing. That's like the hardest thing of doing a podcast. Me and Travis are only an hour apart, but man, that's so difficult trying to do TV toy cast with just that hour time difference sometimes. Yeah, it's always fun when you're talking in your time zone, back and forth, communications. We uh, worked with the boys from Jaded Wrestling for a while, and that was there in Florida. Kevin and I are in Central Time Zone. He's in Minnesota. I'm in Alabama. But it was always that, wait, now, is that your time or my time? Yes. Always got the wires crossed. Oh, man. Well, and that's the thing is if you're like East Coast or West Coast, you're looking at a three-hour difference. That's a big difference, man. Oh, yeah. It definitely makes it that makes it difficult, but you know, you're much like myself. You're a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling co- uh, figure collector. You're a podcaster. We kind of we kind of have all the same interests. Yeah, they we do cross a lot of paths. I think I guess our initial we'll go ahead and start our our fanboydom, you know, thing like that. The Chris Farley show. Oh yeah. Like if Jason was on with us right now, we could start. You know, you remember that time you did this? But uh, we're both. Card-carrying members of uh, Jason Wolf's Wolf Club. Yes, I've been collecting custom figs, and I can't. I think that's where some of our interactions started online. And yeah, uh, collecting customs figs that are coming out. Oh yeah, uh, toys in general. I've, but right now, I'm looking at Macho Man, Big Man Vader, and Bane. You know, so it's we're all over the map here. Oh yeah, on my desk here with me. Uh, but yeah, man, it's. We, we started our podcast a little, almost a year and a half ago now, uh, about collecting and things like that. And uh, it's the Tots Pod. It's too old for this. And I don't know if you... Yeah, no, you can cuss on for not. sure. It's too old for this shit. Yeah. Because that's what we've been told we're too old for. Yeah. You know, we're, we're too old to be buying molded pieces of plastic in the store. Yes. But I love them. <laughs> You know, it's funny. My nephew, he's eight. He loves coming to my house because I got video games and I got action figures everywhere. And and so like he'll see some of my stuff and he's like, "What do you do with these?" And I'm like, "I just kind of display it." And he goes, "So you buy it, but you don't play with it?" And I'm like, "No, not not really. I just kind of display it." He's like, "That's so weird." <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, man! You're supposed to be helping me out here." Like, it's but it's I think it's interesting because like you say, we're we're too old for this shit, but. It's funny to me because, like, uh, when I first met, you know, Jeff and Scott over on Fully Posable, they were, like, the first two guys where I felt like, okay, maybe this isn't so weird. Maybe this is kind of a normal thing to some degree because I've always enjoyed collecting. You know, there's times in my life I wasn't really able to, but 
I think collecting in general is a fun thing. It's, you know, it's kind of cool to see the updates of what's new, what's coming out, all that stuff. So it's always been kind of a part of my life. Has that always been something for you? I mean, I'm sure we fall in and out of it at times, but has that always been something you're into? Oh, absolutely. It's one of those things, like, I'm a giant. I'm 6'2", 270-pound kid. Right. (laughs) Same here. You know, going to turn 39 next month, you know, kind of thing. Like, it's one of those that it's like, yeah, I'm I'm just a giant kid. Like, I've always... uh, which I have a, he's almost 18 months old. He'll be 18 months old in a couple of days. But uh, my son, like, I can't wait. I've warned my wife, but I've always loved going down the toy aisle with kids. And, like, if a kid is hyped, especially around Christmas or their birthday, and I see them in the aisle, I get hyped with them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you should look at this. You should look at that, you know, and all the stuff that's come out. Uh, but I've always been a collecting as a child of the 80s, we had one of the greatest, I guess, action figure childhoods you could ask for. Oh, dude, it was uh, the best, wasn't it? It was, it was so amazing. The, I remember G.I. Joe's, you know, LJNs. That was kind of my introduction into just toys, like in general, besides cars, trucks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But those were my foundation pieces. And I remember I, I was always, it always felt I've got an older brother that's two years older than me. And the LJNs, it felt like that was more his, like I was getting, you know, my own figures, but that was kind of more his thing. And I still remember, as far as collecting goes, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the first thing that felt like it was mine. So every time I will say this, when you post a Ninja Turtles action figure, I'm like, ooh, looking at it, yeah. thinking, oh, man, it takes me back. Well, and what's, what's funny about that is like, you know, I'll get into these vintage lines. I'm really kind of into vintage collecting now, but like I'll talk to Travis or Jason or some of these guys and I'll, and I'll find like a vintage turtle, a vintage X-Men. And they're like, man, that's cool. I really want that now. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's funny how when you see stuff, it kind of makes you get, I don't want to say jealous, but it like, it, it makes your wheels turn. And, you know, we, we kind of touched on it already, but Jason Wolf's, you know, Wolf Club is Chop Shop. You know, initially I wasn't collecting them because I wasn't, I didn't have any Hasbro figures anymore. And, and so I kind of was like, I don't really need those. Like they're cool, but I don't, I don't do Hasbros. And then he kept making more and more and more. And I would start talking to him about it a little bit. And he was basically like, oh, I had plans to make everybody on my roster posters. And I was like, what? like the, the, the amount of like possibilities there was like, what right. blew my mind. So I was like, I've got to start getting these. And, that's been one of my favorite things to collect just because I think it's so cool because it's hand painted, it's handcrafted. It's a, it's a, it's essentially like a one of a kind piece, right? I mean, he does a few of them, but I mean, they're all kind of a little bit different in their own way. And the fact that he can kind of do anything, that's what's so cool about this is like the sky's the limit with this collection. And that's always been the thing with wrestling that has drawn me to it. Even when I wasn't collecting uh, and I'm sure my wife now probably, wishes I did not collect as much or have a podcast about collecting where sure. there's just random pigs all over the house. Like I got a box in from, I think it was ringside the other day that had the uh, survivor series line with the build a figure, Rick rude in the suit. Mm-hmm. I need Rick rude in the suit. I've exactly. got to buy all four of them. <laughs> you know, um, but it's one of the things wrestling has always drawn me back to that toy aisle, especially like, yeah, I'm going to take a look. Um, even being fandom, the 80s wrestling in general was just awesome. You know, 
It was so much fun. Yeah. Larger than life characters. No matter if you followed NWA slash WCW or WWF into the Attitude Era or WWE, it was always, you know, those characters. And when they nailed a figure, it was just the greatest thing you see it on the shelf. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and, and those days were so different, too, because, you know, I've talked about this before, but like you found out about new figures usually by seeing them in the store. It was right. maybe a catalog, maybe a commercial, but sometimes you'd go up to a store and then like all of a sudden there's like there's new LJNs, there's new GI Joes, there's new. Um, I remember the first time I saw the Street Fighter GI Joes. I'm at a Walmart and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, oh my god, Blanca, I have to buy this right now. Like I have to get it. Like that was such a, a, a fun time. And I understand technology has changed how we do things and now it's like well we'll put it on instagram and twitter and get all the collectors hyped up that way but there was something special about that era of like you had to go to the store you had to go to walmart you had to go to target toys r us kb toys because that's the only way you would ever find out about new stuff yes that was kb toys like we did not get to go to toys r us often unless it was like a treat yeah but there was a kb toys we had access to that i remember Wrestling aisle is third one over. Go. And we're looking through uh, my brother and I, that first series of Hasbro's. I think that's where we found the last one we needed, which was Rick Rude out of the first 12. Yeah. And for some reason, we just didn't cross paths with him. We found Hogan and like Warrior right off the bat. You know, like two of the ones that a lot of people considered harder. Yeah. Dumb luck found them. But, yeah, I remember finding that Rick Rude because it was mine in the line. We decided we were going to split the line. My brother decided we were going to split the line. His series one, just to, not to bash my brother Philip. love my brother. We're very close. But uh, Hulk Hogan, he's the biggest Hulk Hogan fan I know. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. You know, those were his. And then Got the heavy hitters, you know, huh? <laughs> You know, he had Smash from Demolition. I had an axe, which I'm okay with. That's He always jokes on Sibling Day and posts a picture of Demolition. That this is who we wanted to be when we grew up. So, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, minus the S&M gear, yeah. We would paint our faces and go beat up people, but, yeah, let's not wear the S&M gear. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's what's so funny because back in the day, like, I, I, you know, we didn't know what that was, right? Like, it was just like, those guys right. are cool, you know? Like, they're wearing spikes and face paint and all that stuff. But yeah, man, like that's, I remember the first time I ever saw the Hasbro figures because I still was kind of into LJN. And I, I remember being at a Walmart with my mom and you see that blue card and that classic WWF logo. And you're just like, you're drawn to it. And I saw macho man. I was like, I have to have this. It's, it was just such a, it was such a good time to be a collector. As you were mentioning GI Joe's, you know, Ninja Turtles. I mean, the, those that was like the, one of the biggest fandoms of the late '80s were the Turtles. Like, I remember going to birthday parties, you know, for friends, and they would get nothing but turtle stuff. But it didn't matter because I was like, "This is so cool!" Like, because turtles were just so big at that time. Oh yeah, that, my brother uh, did. I will say, glom on to my Ninja Turtles a little bit mm-hmm. uh, one year for the big Christmas gift, uh, which was. You know, one of those things we we were very fortunate. Uh, you know, my I'll give credit to my dad. We did not know how poor we were <laughs> growing up, uh, but it was one of those things that he always saved and looked after, and you know, tried to get us something 
big. Like mom and dad would try to get us something big for Christmas. And one year we got, I got the sewer. Oh, my brother got the Technodrome. So it was, yeah, he tried to glom into my turtles and he had, I think Shredder was one of his characters that was his and the mm-hmm. foot soldier thing. So that's why he got the Technodrome, but I had to have all the turtles. Oh yeah. So, Oh man, they, they were, they were so much fun. I remember like, uh, I always talk about this because at the time I, I was so disinterested, but now I look like, Oh, those are actually kind of cool. But it was one of my birthdays. I got like a Donatello and he was like a Western sheriff. And I'm like, and like, I don't want that. But now it's like, well, that's actually kind of cool because that's so unique. But it was so interesting because they made so many just like variant characters of the turtles because they knew that was their hot sell- seller, you know, at the time. But right. yeah, man, those those were huge. I think I don't think it was so weird to me when turtles kind of eventually dropped in popularity because of how big that was. That was the first like huge fad because then I remember mm-hmm. you know ninety three or so Power Rangers was huge. Everybody was right. into that, and then it just kind of like everything kind of goes into a cycle. And I, I don't know. I think it's really cool to see like how GI Joes come back around, Masters of the Universe has come back around. It's it's really cool to see all these properties kind of they kind of come around and they go down in popularity, then they're back and they're huge, and it's just really cool to see how that goes. I feel like it's it's one of those that I know I've talked with several collectors um, similar to us our age these mm-hmm. these '80s babies that. We are the prime focus of a lot of these toy lines now. Yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's like, not oh, for kids oh, anymore. Oh, it's collectors. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sure, a kid can play with this this Hollywood Hogan Elite here, right? You know, sure, but it's going to stand on my NWO shelf, which is behind this computer right here, and right? It's going to be with <laughs> uh, you know with the New World Order there. So it's it's one of those things that. And I too, you mentioned that Donatello Sheriff though. Like anytime somebody mentions like, they're gonna break out these new turtles, my ears perk up. Uh the Usagi Yojimbo. Hoping I'm not butchering that. My Alabama English is coming for <laughs> He was the uh, the rabbit, right? Like the yes, ninja rabbit. That was my first turtle speak. Nice. I went to the dentist and I remember I saw that and I was just like, that's cool. Like, there was the main turtles, but I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, and so I, that was my prize, I guess, for you know going to the dentist that day, yeah, not yeah. having cavities or something, which I think they were, what, three ninety nine at the time? So, Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's, just, a whole, that's a whole other thing because, like like you said, action figures, three ninety nine, four ninety nine at that point, not really breaking the bank. Now we're looking at 24 25 sometimes. Like it, it's I get I get it right because companies are going to charge what they charge. But what are your thoughts on all these toy lines just being, you know, twenty dollars plus all the all over all across the board, man? Well, so I liken it to uh, she's still on the peg right now. My my golden princess. I uh, go every the Walmart that's just down the road from me. Uh, Riho is on the peg still, huh? And she has went up four dollars. Since dawning that day, she has went up price four dollars. I'm like, not a clearance, not anything. It's just trending upward. I'm like, I get it if she was on your shelf and somebody really desired this figure, but it's it's one of those things. I get prices go up, but you know, it's a twenty percent increase. I know on AEW, my co-host Kevin 
he is trying to be a completionist, not on the chase and rare, but of the AEW basic lines, yeah. trying to be a completionist. He's like that 20%, that it kind of hits. Yes, it does. And you look at the, I know we talk, we can talk turtles all day, but the two packs at Target, like the cartoon turtles, mm-hmm. how much that has went up yeah. since the first ones hit those shelves. Oh, yeah, they, those went up like, I don't know the percentage, but I think they're $5 more than they were. Yeah. And some of them, because I remember they were like 52 and that's that's a lot, but you, know, you figure, what, 26-ish dollars a figure, so it's like, okay, that's fine, but... Then they started doing like the bigger guys, and I remember I bought one. I'm at Target, and I rang it in, and it said sixty four ninety nine. I was like, "What?" And so I messaged. I have a friend who's really into those, and I messaged him like, "Dude, is this right?" And he goes, "Yeah," because they're two big figures, and I'm like, sixty five dollars, like to the point where I'm like, I don't know if I can collect these anymore because like I love like I, they just showed off the other day the new wave of the Super Seven Turtles, and I'm like, those look incredible, but I'm like. I mean, I can't, I don't know if I can justify 55 bucks just for a, a regular figure. Some of them are 75, you know, they're just, it's a lot of money. And so I think that's the problem with collecting is we'll all stay on board as long as we can. Eventually you're going to push more and more people away from it. I feel like. Yeah. And it's, it's a space issue. I know most collectors, Yeah, there's all sorts of discussions and big groups I'm in. When do you downsize? Mm-hmm. Like what? And my thing has always been, if it speaks to you. If it, I've got, I can see four junkyard, no, five, sorry, the Masters of the Universe, five junkyard dog figures. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he was the most incredible wrestler right. you know, anything like that. He was a lot of fun back in the 80s, but it was because I met the man mm-hmm. like when we were children. And he took the time with us, like our family, he was helping promote a local wrestling event in Chattanooga. And he took the time and just was so kind, so giving. But it's one of those that every time there's a junkyard dog, it speaks to me because I remember that day being nine or ten years old. Mm-hmm. And here is this man I've watched on my TV wrestle the baddest guys ever. You know, he do all these crazy things. I watch cartoons of this guy. Oh, yeah. Here he is. And so it speaks to me in that way. You know, Ninja Turtles, it takes me back to childhood. I had that sleeping bag, the very first sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. when they that all red mask. Like, it's still in my parents' garage. I went out there a few nights ago when we went over for dinner. And I looked up, oh, there it is, still here. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff that it speaks to you from a point in your past. Um, that's why wrestling is so big to me because wrestling was – even though we probably shouldn't have done it in the house as much as we did. (laughs) Mine and my brother, we really bonded over that. And, you know, we might owe my mother, well, I may owe my mother a couple of love seats from snap suplexes on them. (laughs) Growing boys should not do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, uh, I definitely remember, you know, choke slamming my buddies on a couch. And I think, you know, we all have done that. And, it's always one of those things like, you know, hey, don't do that. You're going to break the furniture. It's like, oh, come on, this stuff's durable. <laughs> Every now and then you can test that theory. But no, I mean, I, I, I agree with, with collecting. I think a lot of it is a space issue. I think at a certain point you – and we all have done this where we buy stuff and it's like 
well, I don't really have anywhere to put this right now, so I'll just set this in the corner and wait. And then next thing you know, you have a corner full of either boxes or bags, and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do with this stuff, you know. So collecting is a very interesting thing. And then, like I see, like with, um, I've talked to a lot of people who are really into the GI Joe classified figures, and those are really going up in price a lot. And like I just got that Sergeant Slaughter in from Big Bad Toy Store. And after tax and shipping, it was like $42. And I'm like, it's like double the price. Like, I mean, it's great. It looks amazing, but double the price. And it's got that new all cardboard packaging, which I'm still not a huge fan of that. And it, I don't know. It just, it's one of those things like at a certain point, like I, I've talked to guys that are like, you know what? I think, I think I'm done with classified. I think I'm done with masters of the universe. They're just, I've got the characters I need. And I'm like, no, I get that. And I think that's the, uh, the interesting thing, like, you know, we talk wrestling figures, like there's always going to be a new macho man. There's always going to be an ultimate warrior because all those guys, like a lot of those costumes, especially like macho man, a lot of those costumes, we never have gotten in figure form because he was so far ahead of ahead of his time. Like they're just now able to kind of recreate that stuff because the stuff was so over the top. But yeah, man, it's, it's a great time to be a collector, but it's also a hard time to be a collector because there's so much out there right now. Oh yeah. That's, and we talked about it on our last episode of Tots. You know, there gets to a point of fig fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I know Kevin mentioned you. You mentioned the new cardboard fronts, and Kevin is definitely my co-host. Not a fan. No. Of this, he wants the window. He's because like, I want to see the fig. Yeah. But he does a lot of on-card collecting. Yeah. You're not going to see the fig if you're putting a cardboard front. Like you're going to see rendering, but not the actual fig. Well, and you don't even know if it's in there, right? If you're buying it in a store, I mean, I'm sure you see it. You're out there. Like, there's people that fig swap all the time. I don't see it as much now as I used to a couple of years ago, but I used to see it all the time. So how perfect would it be to fig swap like a like a sought-after figure, like a Sergeant Slaughter? I think that's an online exclusive, but still, I mean, like a lot of these companies, if it's just a cardboard box, you'd have no way of knowing and you know, until you got outside and opened it. Right, and that's one of the things that in some of the big groups I'm in, I always enjoy slash cringe slash hate to see because some of the big swaps mm-hmm. that are so blatantly, but this is not even close to what's on the packaging. You know, this is the guy on the package here. This is not it. And, you know, some of them, change races, change genders, and mm-hmm. just throw a fig in there. And target employee, yeah, we'll take it back. Yeah. I well, check up and just, wow. The, speaking of, this is a funny story. You'll, you'll appreciate my sister is at Walmart and she's got my nephew and he's looking at toys and she sends me a picture of the goon elite figure, but it's got a basic Nakamura in the package. So her first thought wasn't, that it's a swap. She thought it was a missed package and maybe it'll be worth money. (laughs) She's like, is this worth money? And I'm like, Nope. I was like, if that was the goon, I would tell you to buy that right now. But I was trying to explain like, no, this is what, this is what happened. She goes, well, isn't that illegal? And I'm like, yeah, it's stealing. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Like, yeah, it's, it's theft. And she's like, I can't believe people do that. And like, it happens all the time. And and that was one. It's like, how do you how do you mix up the goon and Shinsuke Nakamura? But you know, 
I think a lot of it is to the uh, Walmart employees don't want, they're probably are told not to argue and just, just take the yeah, return and take it back. Yeah. But they don't have to put it out there either. They don't have to put it back out for sale. So, and, and that's what we wish that there was a, a little more. We've discussed it so many times. I think we're 37 episodes in and probably 15 of those we've discussed about, you know, pig swapping, like quality control. Like mm-hmm. Somebody that is there can look before it goes back on the shelves right. and actually give a rat's butt. Like, Wait, this isn't correct. Mm-hmm. This isn't the right one, you know, and, and that's one of the things that Kevin and I have discussed that because people will rob parts and pieces out of it. Oh yeah. Extra heads, hands, belts, belts are notorious around here that if it has a belt, a lot of times somebody might get a little sticky fingers top of the package and slide that belt out and yep. dig if it's undesirable, especially, but it, it's one of those things that I see those kids on there and when they find the toy, the action figure that they've been looking for. And that joy comes over their face and it brings me back again, giant kid right here, but brings me back to having those moments where I found the figure I'm looking for on the shelves Mm -hmm. and how fired up I was, how excited I was about that. You know, that's, that's what takes me back. It takes me back to those happy places and collect. So, but yeah, that, it, it is unfortunate that there's not quality there to, hey, this isn't the right guy. You've got a Triple H box, and this is clearly not Triple H. This is a basic, you know, Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's what's like frustrating about it. I remember a couple of years ago, I was really into collecting the Marvel Legends. And, you know, all those waves are, which is a whole different, they're all build-a-figures, right? So you have to yeah. buy six, seven figures to build. Like, I was trying to build an apocalypse. I needed, like, two more figures, and I found one at a Target. I'm like, yes, all right. Grab it. Wasn't really a figure I wanted, but I really wanted to do the build-a-figure. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and pick it up. I get all the way up to the cash register, and I look, and the build-a-figure part wasn't in there, which yeah. was the head. I'm like, wow. Like, and I'm experienced, like, looking at this stuff and I missed it. So I took it back and set it down, but I'm like, man, that is crazy. Like you could so easily, you know, like you said, I always think about kids at Christmas, like getting these swapped figures and stuff. It's just like, man, that really sucks. So hopefully they kind of put a stop to that. I think with, uh, this cardboard packaging though, it's definitely going to make that worse. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately you're probably right there. They are unnoticed opening some of the newer elites. Um, I think one of the more recent sets, this, well, I've got the Freddy Blassie box here because I just opened it. Oh, yeah, that's a nice one. These were too easy. Yeah. Like you slip one piece of tape, slide it out. If you're really careful, you can slide, do whatever you want to with the pigs, put it back in, tape it. They are at least putting more tape points, more things to go through to yeah. open it. Oh, they were, they were definitely awesome. too easy. Yeah. That's what really got me about those because it's almost like it was designed so that you could put it back together, but mm-hmm. that's also the problem. Like people can, can, you know, can swap like, like they were doing. So definitely not a good thing. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you about, we're, we're seeing it a lot more now, almost every day, seemingly these third party companies coming up with their own toy lines. I mean, you got zombie sailor, you got rush collectibles, cello still doing stuff, power town. 
Um, now there's that uh, Grapplers and Gimmicks line from Hastel Toys. Mm-hmm. So many third-party companies. Like Again, the dollar only stretches so far. What do you think about having all these people competing for our business here? Well, that's, that's one of the things we talked about with the, the fatigue of mm-hmm. you know, San Diego Comic-Con. They reveal 100 Mattel figs probably. Right. Oh, yeah. Like renderings or you know, the concepts for them. Um, as well as the crowdfunded creation stuff. And then these fig lines, which they're doing tremendous work. Shout out to all of them. They're, they're killing it. But it's really where you've got to pick and choose because you're right. 40, 45, 50 bucks a pop on figs is, that's a tough nut to crack if you're trying to be a completionist. That's, yeah, adds up quickly. Well, and I just saw, like, I think it was yesterday, Powertown announced that now they're doing Remco style. So they're doing, like, the AWA style actual figures. So it's like, I mean, it's the same company, but that's a whole nother line now. Like, and then there's that Asylum Toys, I think, are doing the Road Warriors kind of AWA style. And they got Scott Norton. Yep. And, that, of course, those kind of almost go along with the Superstars line. So it's a lot of stuff, man. I don't know. It's 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 almost like, like you said, Fig Fatigue's a, a great term for that because it's almost like you're like I got to get out of this because it's so much yeah I've, I've started to try to limit it I'm not succeeding at all because I'm looking at about 40 figs right here that I've got to figure out where to place yeah uh, but it's one of those things that I've started to limit it I know we we beat the drum very hard on tots for the power town because we were excited about what they were doing. Mm, I agree. And then when we saw pigs come out and the rendering, we're like, okay, getting excited. And then the pre-order hit and we saw the price point. It's just like, "Mm, it's just above what I was wanting to, like, it's a great pig. And full disclosure, ordered all six. Put the money where the mouth was. I used one of the promo codes, but ordered all six. Because I wanted, I wanted the Magnum TA the most of all. Like that, just that was a sweet spot in wrestling for me. And I know Kevin, Minnesota guy, wanted Ganya. But, you know, can't be a fan of Minnesota wrestling if you don't have Ganya. Right. So, um, but we talked about it. And I, I think we're going to divvy that up amongst ourselves, unless Molly's listening, in which case Kevin is not getting any of these pigs. They're all mine. <laughs> worry about it molly uh, <laughs> but i mean that's that's one of the things that we've discussed back and forth of. and it's funny his top three and my top three are the opposites of one yeah. another yeah it worked out <laughs> well and and that's the thing with the with that line like uh you know i'm sure like I, you know brody was obviously one i wanted hansen was one i wanted and then like you know i looked at what carrie and then magnum and then it's like, ah, do I need a Luthez? But I'm like, but they've never made a Luthez. You know, like that's right. like, how can I not get that? So I ended up, I ordered all six too. And I remember they kept, they said like, well, prices will be comparable to other stuff. So I was like, okay. So I'm taking like 30 bucks. That's what I was hoping for. Right. And when it was 45, I was like, mm. like kind of like you said, it's almost like, Ugh, I wish it was a little bit cheaper than that. But I mean, at the same time, you can't really argue the the packaging's great. The figures look great. And, and my thought too is like, if I don't, if I don't order this, I can't complain when they don't make a series two, you know? So, right. 
if we want this to continue, we're going to, like you said, put your money where your mouth is. So I think it's cool. All the stuff we have coming out, it's just, like you said, it's just a lot. And I think that's where this day and age, like I've talked to, I was talking to a friend of mine about that. I was like, you know, back in the day, if you look at what LJN did, it was like, you know, four or five waves, not a lot. Same with Hasbro, about eight, nine, 10 waves. But with, um, with Mattel, I mean, so many figures across so many different series. And there, I mean, so many, like I, I have the Cassius Ono elite figure just because he's a friend of mine. And like Travis had a friend who happened to be in Canada and happened to see some. So they, they bought him for us. And I was like, like, otherwise I would have never got it unless I ordered it online or something. But that's an amazing figure. He only had one. And that's what to me is great about the Mattel line is like, there's so many just random classic figures in there. But it's like, there's no way you could be a completionist of this, right? There's just too many. I know some people that have attempted it, and it's one of those that the big fatigue gets hard. Sure. Like it's, it's an avalanche. Oh, I have to. So, and especially if you do you know, all the lines, all the exclusives, all the chases. Right. I'm talking seven figs of Mattel line essentially there. If, if it's got a chase, if it's got an exclusive, which most of them they're trying to tie an exclusive on. And then are you taking them out of the box? Like yep. Build a figure ones. I'm, I'm looking at build a figures right now. I've got Vince and Gene right there. Right. <laughs> With the arms reach, but had to have them. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a uh it's a full time gig to kind of be a collector. I know um I got really into Funko Pops a few years ago and I had a friend who was really into him and he would send me pictures of like being in Target's parking lot before they opened and I'm like there ain't no way, man. Like I can't, I can't, I couldn't go down that rabbit hole cause he was trying to get all the exclusives and the chases and all that stuff. And that's just such a hard thing to, to stay up with. Like you said, it's just a fatigue on you because you'll never be able to catch up. And then if you want to buy it, it's gotta be, you know, eBay, Macari, then you're spending a lot more money. So it's just a, it's just a, a tiring process sometimes, but I, I want to talk about your podcast, you know, tots too old for this shit. Uh, what gave you guys the idea to, to do a, I mean, a kind of a collecting podcast. Cause I mean, a lot of people do it, but I feel like you guys have a totally different approach. So I will say this, Jason, again, shout out to Jason. He is kind of like the Yoda to me, like <laughs> teaching me the ways of procreate and digital design. I, I like to do some artwork. There's a Bane painting behind me. I can't show you beneath here because this is in a disarray. There's boxes all around me. Cause I'm redoing <laughs> the whole office here. But um, we, uh, Kevin and I met on Twitter and got to messaging back and forth. I did a piece of artwork for him, and we got to messaging about figs and snowball. Like, you know, well, are you finding these AEW figs? Right. And just messages back and forth, back and forth. And then it's, what all do you collect? And right. We should do a pod about this. <laughs> and. All right, well, we got we got kicked off of Zoom there, man. Um, sorry about that, but you were talking about um, you know talking to your buddy Kevin, kind of talking figs, what you're finding. Hey, man, we should do a podcast, and like you said, it just kind of snowballs from there. It's I mean, it's a similar story to me and Travis in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah it it was amazing because we 
we had discussed figs, and the more we talked about it, I know we were working with the guys at Jaded Wrestling at the time, and uh, love those guys. They're, they're family to us. Uh, we've recently moved to our own you know, channel, the Gorilla Brain uh, podcast, like the wrestling podcast, uh, doing some things there. But uh, I know Taylor from Jaded was always like, man, Alan Kev message in our group chat on figs all the time about what they're finding, what the, y'all should do a podcast about this. And Kevin just said the words, I'm down, you know, I'm up for this. Let's, let's hash it out. And so we actually, uh, we did our intro podcast and just talked about the things that we collected and why we collected them. And it was anything from jerseys to autographs. You can see some of the Mm -hmm. random autographs on the walls back there. Steve Barkowski, you know, Atlanta Falcons, great. There you go. That's way back machine. But um, you know, art, um, you know, hats. We're both very much into hats, but just a lot of different things that we collected, and how a lot of people are saying, "Well, shouldn't you be past that by now? You're, you're, you're too old." And no. And then we break out the molded pieces of plastic that we both love so much, and. When we got done with the first episode, Kevin's like, well, we need a, a thing to do. Like, you know, just not be talking figs. He's like, there's a blue million podcast about, you know, the new fig lines, this, that, and the other, and what they like. So we'll talk about that, but we've decided to hunt our own ultimate fig line. And we started with wrestlers. Uh, we started with LJNs. That was the, the foundation for us, even though technically, yes, Remco's came out slightly ahead of LJNs to the store. Um, but we started reviewing series by series, figure by figure, giving them a letter grade, and just, it's been so much fun. I forgot how many LJNs there were. Oh, yeah. I forgot, you know, we did LJNs, we did Hasbros, we did WCW Glubes. Like, there's so many figs, I forgot how much I love this fig. That makes it fun. Oh, yeah. Right now we're in the middle of Jacks. We've uh, done, I think, three series of bone crunching action. <laughs> Man, it's, well, it, Jacks. It, it's funny, like, because I, the first episode of your guys' show that I listened to is you guys were reviewing, I think it was Jacks Bone Crunching Series One. And, like, yeah. in, in a lot of cases, I feel like we always kind of dog on those figures, but, like, like there's good and bad to them, you know, right? I mean, it, and that's like how I try to always explain it. It's like we bought them because that's what they had, right? It wasn't like we thought, oh, these are the best things ever, but that's what they made at the time. At the same time, like that gave us like series two gave us that first Ultimate Warrior in years, right? And series three gave us that Mankind figure, and I and I still think that Mankind figure is fantastic. Had the scars yeah. on the arm, it had the the mandible claw thing, like like the head sculpt was great. And so, like, yeah, they got better over time, but it was just, like, I remember I got Razor and Sean. Those were the first two BCAs I ever got. First, the only two they had at Toys R Us, and they both broke on the drive from Toys R Us back to my house. Like, that's how, like, it was just, those first few waves were just not great, but it's it's so cool to kind of see, like, hear, hear you guys kind of go back and talk about them, because it's like, it takes you back to that time, you know, and, and now we're seeing companies kind of do these other lines again. It's really cool stuff. Yeah, that's, and we talk about it on there because we are grading 
I went to engineering school here at UAH and not trying to toot my own horn. I, it was kicking the teeth every day of engineering school, but it was the class that you were in was graded, you know, on certain curves. And so like for Jacks, that's what we've explained is that they're very important to the history of collecting. Yes. Some of them are god awful. Yeah. yeah. But they're just bad. We're not going to uh, rate it, you know, compared to the elites today, you know, because yes, all of them are failing except for Bret Hart's face, which they can't get right on an elite. But I'm not a big Bret Hart guy, but even I can admit, you know, you're, you're doing this guy wrong. <laughs> it's, yeah. you're terrible. But that's that's one of the things that you know, we. It's very cathartic for us. Kevin is a Big Jacks guy. Yeah. Big, he is such a fan. And what's funny so. about Jacks, though, is like they were the first toy line for wrestling where it was like all the sub lines, you know, because before Jacks, we didn't really see that with Hasbro or LJN. But I mean, think about like all the random, like one off lines that they like Shotgun Saturday Night and Livewire I- and Signature Series and all this stuff. And I remember. I remember badly wanting the Legion of Doom, you know, uh, BCA figures. Couldn't find the two-pack. Well, my mom found the two signature series. I'm like, hey, I'm cool with that. I just want both guys, you know. So, <laughs> like, Jax made it, like, they put out everything multiple times and, like, just so much random stuff. I remember being in a Walmart one time and seeing, like, a Ken Shamrock, Dan Severn two-pack, and I'm like, Oh, I gotta have this, you know, like that's so cool. Like they put out so much stuff. So they I think I agree, they're very important to wrestling figures in general. And they've also Jax did something that none of the other companies did. They relaunched their own line. Like after right. a few years, BCAs are like huge. They're like, yeah, we're scrapping that, we're going Titantron Live. And it's like, what the hell is this? These figures are ugly. Like, what are you doing? And and then like they're like, oh, we're scrapping that. We're going to R three tech. And it's like, well, some of them look good. Some of them look horrible. Okay, we're scrapping that. We're going to ruthless aggression. So it was always kind of weird when they would do that because it's like you get invested and then pow, we're stopping that and we're starting over. You know. Yeah, that's that's one of the things with certain big lines, and that was say, uh, like we said with Power Town, putting our money where our mouth was. You know, like on it to try to keep lines going. Yeah. And, it's always amazing, like you said, that with Jacks, the you'd be in the middle of a line, like okay, you know, I'm behind this, I'm getting these, and then rug's gone. Oh yeah. The thing I loved with Jacks was when they started doing the Legends line. Yes. Because you suddenly got figs that were. I mean, a lot of them. It's this is the one decent fig because they started doing the facial scanning type stuff. Yeah. Yep that science trying to make them more accurate. Yes, they're not all accurate, but I know Bobby Eaton is on the shelf behind me. Yeah. And Max that I mean, has he had has he had that many figures? Bobby Eaton? I think no, just that, no. right? Yeah. So And that's that's important to me. Yeah, that absolutely. I have I, that I remember um around that same time, it may have been the same way they did the Hollywood Blondes as a two pack. Yes, and we still haven't got a two pack of them ever again. Like they did, they released that stunning Steve Elite a while back. When I'm like, okay, Pillman's coming, 
Still hasn't happened. We had one like earlier. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. With there the belt, go. no less. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's actually uh, full disclosure. That's one I've talked to Wolf about. I'm like, Hollywood Blondes Hasbro is like, is this possible? Because <laughs> I think that that would be uh, quite the set to get, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah. that Jack's, I mean, they made so many. Like Tully Blanchard, it was one of his first figures. Like they did, you know, right. my mentor, Harley Race, they gave him a couple of figures. They did everybody back then. And, and like that, I remember like how cool that line was when they showed off like that initial Ultimate Warrior and Bret Hart. And it's just like, whoa. And then eventually, you know, we got Ric Flair with the robe and we got different versions of Hogan. And I mean, so many. Just and then just like weird one-off characters like we had Bastion Booger right like who who yes. saw that coming we we got and some like you said some of them were bad like Earthquake and Tugboat and Typhoon were all like the Vader scale where they were real fat but still it was like it was it was amazing how many different guys had figures at that time yeah well, I mean you got Andy Kaufman yeah that's a figure that most people only dreamed of I know Kevin. He's recently become, well, he loves Andy Kaufman being the, the women's champion of the world. Yes. We use that for a lot of fodder, like on Facebook, like the pictures. It's usually Andy Kaufman, like, to, hey, an episode's coming out tomorrow, you know, you know, and some tie into Andy. But between him and Kevin Sullivan, who had the, uh, the adult toy, the, the vibrator. Yes. Toy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> From that line. And, uh, I think one other original San Francisco toy maker, but this is one that Kevin now suddenly has his sights on that. I must have this Taskmaster, even though it's from an older, you know, era of task. I've got to have it. Yeah. Because I don't have a Sullivan in my, he started the Dungeon of Doom set with Shark, Zodiac, Kamala. Yeah. Yeah. So, I need the master. I need Sullivan. I need exactly. All and and that's the thing is like a lot of these guys like didn't even get a lot of figure representation. I I was actually at a vintage toy store a couple of days ago and they had a carded Jack Briscoe. I'm like, wow! Like they made Jack Briscoe, you know? And like it was not it was not cheap. Otherwise, I might have grabbed it. But it's just like that was such an interesting thing because like when when that and when that ended. I remember, you know, Jax losing the license, Mattel getting the license. They didn't do Legends right away. It took a little bit. And even now, like, the Legends line they're doing at Target, like, it's cool, but it's like, man, we've had Kane. We've had, you know, the Hurricane. We've had these guys, like, give us something a little bit different. I mean, I would appreciate that more. Right, and that's that's something I know we've talked about on our show because Kevin was big on, I don't need Stacy Keebler. right. And then he bought one for six bucks the other day. (laughs) And and I'm okay with some of them. Like Mean Mark is like, okay, I know a lot of people weren't too fond of that, but it's like, okay, he's never had a figure as Mean Mark. They're kind of cool with that. But then, like you said, I think that we've had Jake Roberts in the line twice now. Like, it's in the past couple years. Yeah. And like the cowboy boxing Bob Orton, it's like, okay, that's kind of cool. But like, we're, give us something different here, you know, something that we haven't seen. Like, that new uh, Farouk they did with, like, the uh, Gladiator gear. Oh, yeah. That would have been great in this Legends line. Why isn't that there, you know, like, because that's different. Like, give us stuff we haven't seen before. So, I mean, I think it – and then, like, they're doing, like, the Dingo Warrior and, like, WCW AJ Styles. I'm like, okay. But that's just 
I don't know. Like, I don't feel like these are the wants people were really wanting. And then with seeing Power Town do, like, all these guys, like, maybe dip into that a little bit and give us, like, you know, personally, I wanted NWA Harley. Like, we haven't had that from Mattel yet. Like, that would be perfect for that line. So, I don't know. I don't know why they're not going that route. It, I do have the question. You mentioned Harley. You know, you said his name, I think, three times. So, it's like Beetlejuice. you got to. Oh, yeah. Did you get the elite? So, uh, I never found it actually, but oddly enough, I, uh, mentioned on, uh, fully posable did their hall of fame a couple of years. It was like a year and a half ago, I think. And they had me induct Harley into their fig life hall of fame. And I mentioned on there how happy I was that he got a new updated figure, but I never found it. And a good friend of mine, Drew Vinsel, um, sent it to me for free, which was I mean, he's like, it's loose. Good, I, hope, I hope that's okay. And I'm like, dude, like that's incredible. Cause I just, with the price that it was going for, I just kind of assumed I'm never going to see this, you know? And cause it was, you know, it was floating up around the $400 mark, at least there for a little bit. And I haven't seen one in a long time. So I don't know what they're going for now, but that was, that one was weird to me because it's like, we were always told when I was there at the school that there wasn't a lot of interest of guys from his era, which I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I, I know me and you had a conversation the other day. You said the Adrian Adonis Hasbro that Wolf did is one of your favorites. Yes. Oh, totally agree. It's a, it's incredible. How are we not getting an Adrian Adonis elite? Like, you could do so much cool with that, with that figure. So, multiple heads. You could do the hat, the whole deal. And I'm like, like, that's, to me, like, if you do an Adrian Adonis in the elite line, I'm buying that. I don't need, yeah. I don't need another Kane. I don't need Stacey Keebler, like you were saying. So, to me, like the fact that Harley was that well received, the figure was that good, and you haven't done anything to kind of capitalize on that's very strange to me. Yeah, that was that was one I held it in my hand at Walmart. Oh man, and I put it back on the peg. That's that's cool. I don't need to spend this money right now, and it was like fourteen, fifteen bucks then. Yeah, just hang my head. Didn't shame it. And Kevin was the same way. He's like, I passed it three times. Looked at it. Man, that's cool. That's cool. But I I, I was looking at it more of the, well, am I going to buy all of these to get the build a figure? Right. Should have done that as well. Because there uh, wasn't that tied to, was that the JJ figure? Or was I that think that was the guy? Commissioner Shawn Michaels, wasn't it? That's right. But those, uh, those, that era build a figure because now it seems to be they've upped the ante on production. I think Legends Series Seven was the last one, even though you saw Bobby on the shelves. That Greg the Hammer Valentine wasn't produced as much, mm-hmm. and it's like it, they sold like crazy. And it's like, oh, we've got to ramp this up and <laughs> just flooded the market with them. Oh man, I I have seen so many. And it's like, I'll go to Target and then it's like eight Stacy Keeblers, you know, eight Mark, mean Mark Callis, like so many. And, and I'm not really collecting any of those too much. Like I thought that Vader they did, the new Japan Vader, like that was cool. But it's like a lot of them. And like the Bam Bam Bigelow with the ECW belt, that was cool. Like there's some that I dig, but for the, for the most part, it's like, man, give me something, something kind of different. Like the Greg Valentine was great. Cause I don't think we'd had an elite Greg yet. So that was cool. Yeah, but there's a lot there that was just like, eh, I don't know, but yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why we're not getting 
you know, more focus on that Legends line. Because before, when they did it, like, there was, like, Kerry Von Erich, Kevin Von Erich. Like, we had, I think they did uh, a Rick Martell, which they still haven't done that again. That was a great figure. They did Bam Bam. They did Akeem. They did some really good figures in those first few waves. I don't know why they're not trying to do that again. And I think listening to one of the interviews with the guy from Powertown, Steve, he had mentioned, uh, I believe it's Steve. Uh, I could be crossing wires. I have an 18 month old that doesn't always like to sleep. So <laughs> I get it, man. <laughs> yeah. um, he had mentioned that getting the licensing, you know, having the licensing to produce their figures and getting that squared away legally, you know, because that's why we lost DiBiase in yeah. Power Town Series One. Because I was all on board for that DBS. I I was so so stoked for that figure because I'm like I I was like oh DBS that's cool but I didn't expect like that so when I saw yeah. the rendering I'm like I have to get this this is incredible and then nope yeah I think that's what happened the the tie in because WWE is still producing some DBS figures and mm-hmm. it crosses the threshold just enough because I'm anxious to see you know. Macho Man is my favorite collectible. This is my most recent Macho Man. Dude, that that's so good. And I'm anxious to see because they have signed the Poffo family to Power Town. Oh. So you could see Angelo, Lanny, and Randy. But you know, it'll be under Poffo, you know, most definitely. And I think that's the way that they'll be able to skate it. But although we'll see what WWE's lawyers probably have to say about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I've heard rumor that they've signed Harley, too, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything official. I just have heard some, some chatter with some people I know, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. So will that happen? Don't know, but I mean, Carrie signed Carrie Von Erich, so maybe we'll get a David Von Erich because I don't think he's ever had a figure, you know, like like I think it sounds, getting Fritz. It sounds like they've signed a Von Erich family. See, that's, give them all to me. I want them all, you know, like that's, that's, and that's kind of why I wanted to support series one, because that's another thing with collecting. there's always that FOMO, right? Like you don't buy series one, then series two hits and it's like incredible. You're like, oh man, I missed out on series one. So, um, but I think if, if they're smart, they'll, they'll put series one back up for sale for people that missed it because I'm sure there's some people that are going to be disappointed once more announcements roll in, because that line I think is going to be pretty cool if they keep it going. I'm wondering if they don't work out a deal with Ringside or something. I know Ringside's in business to make money, but what I liked about Powertown was that they were, it's sounding, you know, from all the interviews I heard and the guy seemed very genuine about it, trying to get the families and the wrestlers mm-hmm. more of a cut of this yes. particular item. That's huge. Oh, yeah. And I also, and I, I don't know this specifically, but I had heard that they were working on licensing with other companies, like through Powertown, like almost like these people signed with Powertown, and Powertown can license through, you know, another third-party company. So if they wanted, say, you know, a retro figure, they could sign with maybe a Zombie Sailor or Rush or something. And I right. don't know exactly how all that works from a legal standpoint, but I'm like, you know, to me, like I think it's cool that. You know, up until recently, there was only like a one Bruiser Brody figure. He had the classic superstars, but now he's got the uh, Popey from Junk Shop. He's got the mm-hmm. uh, the Retro from Zombie. He's got the Power Town figure. Like, I think that's cool. Let Let's make more of these guys. You know, celebrate them because 
Bruiser Brody's one of my favorites. I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of that guy. He needs more figures. He's awesome. So I think it's cool if we can get more figures of these guys. It's better for the collectors. It's good for everybody. And, of course, it's just the only hard part is trying to stretch that dollar bill to pay for everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always, uh, you know, house payments. Yes. Take your car payment, take gas, take, you know, it's <laughs> that balancing act sometimes. Yeah. The Brody figure, though, I'm very excited to to see it yeah, in person. Um, everything, which I I purchased the book off Amazon that I think his wife had, you know, was tied in, had somebody write about Brody that was a very interesting read. That guy had a switch that was incredible because when he needed to switch on that it's Bruiser Brody time, you know, Frank was gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know that, and it was the complete 180 because to hear him in actual interviews and sounding sane and just very well spoken, yes, very thoughtful man, and to flip the switch and that's a that's a wild person. Yeah, so he's possessed. Hey man, there's something like if you watch him in Japan swinging that chain, you see those people part. That's not like, oh, this guy's playing a wrestler. Like they know this is a legit crazy man, and you better get out of the way. Or you're going to get hit. And I'm sure people. Yeah, that's are, a chain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. There's something about that. Like that was that was legit, and that's not something you manufacture. So, I think I think celebrating these guys like they're doing, I think is great, and I'm here for it, man. I think there's so many there's so many guys and wrestling, you know, dynasties throughout the years that have never really had. Like, you know, I was thinking of this the other day, like. We've had a ton of Bret Hart figures. We've never had a Stu Hart. Like, how cool would that be? You know, like, there's a lot of guys that I think if they're able to get their hands on and get deals with, we could really see some cool stuff down the road. Yeah, I'm excited to see what Powertown brings because they talked a lot about families. You're going to eventually, you know, one of the names that they did drop on one of the podcasts I heard an interview on, the Mulkey Brothers. Yes. Have figures coming. You know, that's... Well, I mean, yeah, like you got like, celebrate the jobbers. Why not, dude? Like yeah. that's that's another thing from the '80s and '90s, right? We don't see jobbers as much anymore, but I loved seeing those guys. Like thinking, like, well, this guy doesn't stand a chance, but like it was always it was always cool seeing them. We we actually book so occasionally we'll fantasy book a fig line. Um, I know the most recent one we did was Ultimate Edition Managers. Nice, but. You know, just like we want to see this manager with the ultimate edition, which mine were Slick and Captain Lou Albano. Nice. No disrespect to Bobby, because Bobby's my guy. Bobby's the that's the top shelf as far as managers go. Agreed. Ever to me, but um, it's like we've seen Bobby figures, and I'm sure if they did a line, yeah, we would get one. But if I'm going to book one, I want Captain Lou, similar to the LJN style, with that Captain Lou T-shirt on underneath, but the Hawaiian shirt that you could pull over. Oh yeah, the rubber bands, you know, all of that. You know, the bottom half is easy, but slick. Give him some options, you know, with the hats. With you know, mm-hmm. you could do simple suit changes that would really pop. You oh, know, make yeah. a chase. But yeah, that was we booked. I said all that to say we booked a line of jobbers, and that was one of mine. Was the Mulkey Brothers? Oh <laughs> man, know, yeah. I did attacking. I love it. I think I think stuff like that's really cool. I always wondered why I never saw those guys like as figures, you know. But and 
like you kind of always could tell, like, man, that guy's not as good a shape. He's not as tall. But it's like there was something. Like I, as a kid, I didn't really get the concept. Like, okay, this is a local guy. This is guy's a superstar. Like, one of one of these is not like the other. But I don't know. That's that was always so cool about that time, man. Like, we can't you can't redo that. And like I don't know. There's something about you know this like nostalgic trip we do with these podcasts, like seeing you know, old wrestling or wrestling toys or Ninja Turtles, all that stuff is just so much fun. And I think that's, that's kind of what, you know, what we live vicariously through, right. Is those old, those old memories. Yeah. Well, it takes you back to a time where you could suspend disbelief. And yes. Put yourself there, you know, um, wrestling back in the day, like my grandmother's love of wrestling was, I know a lot of people say that my grandmother got me into wrestling because she watched it and was just locked in. Yes. And just so excited wanting to see that. But, you know, getting to watch that, my parents, you know, my grandparents' house, my aunts, my uncles, that you know, all of us were into wrestling. And you would see these guys larger than life. I mean, we grew up, we were a WWF household, even though we're from the South. Yeah. It's, WWF was Hulk Hogan was uh, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, all these things. Oh yeah. And you know, going back and looking at it, it's like, man, some of it's cheesy, but I can't help it. It makes it puts a smile on your face. Yes. Because you you remember, you remember that time, you know, like I, I was talking to one of my friends the other day about WWF magazine and how, as a kid, I liked going to the grocery store with my mom simply so I could look at the new magazines. And now yes. that's not even really a medium people have anymore, but it's like, man, wrestling. And especially at there's certain points, like there was like five or six big magazines, you know, you had the PWI WCW had a magazine. WWF had a, had two magazines. Like then there was like mm-hmm. wow magazine. And it's like, that was a good time. And that's, that's not even really a thing that exists anymore. So it's it's just interesting how how things have changed so much and like in in a lot of ways like what we have now is so much more superior than than what it was then as far as you know us doing this podcast right now we're not doing this in the nineties but like it's that's also a, it's a simple time back then and that's I think what we kind of go back to that's what we kind of uh, remember fondly but but like I said man this has been this has been really fun uh, having you on the show yeah. Um, throw out, throw out another uh, plug to your podcast. Let people know where they can find it. Sure. Uh, if you look this up anywhere, you get your pods. If you search gorilla brain wrestling podcast, uh, that is where the tots pod lives. We had an episode drop this past Monday. We drop every other week. We alternate with, uh, our, I guess, sister podcast on the channel, the year of Duke and Rogue. Hmm. Those guys sit down and, uh, pick a year out of wrestling and go through the pay-per-views kind of give their commentary and their notes. Right now they're doing from, I believe it's Starcade 99 to the end of WCW. Like they went ahead and went past Starcade 2000 to the very end. It was only a couple more months. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 But there are some weeping grave diggers of shows that the boys are enduring because they're making notes and they're, you know, sharing it. There's any comedic spots. <laughs> Oh, or man. if they're just pain. <laughs> yeah, watching some of that, like late WCW, man, that, that stuff was painful. Like I've tried to watch some of it. It's bad, 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 bad. But yeah, anywhere, if you get your pods, look up Gorilla Rest or Gorilla Brain 
wrestling podcast. It's a homage to Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain. Very, very nice. That's what our artwork is. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, you can look up, I think it's GBW Pods on Twitter, but Tots Pod mm-hmm. is on Twitter. Uh, Euro Duke and Rogue Pod. We're all on there. We love to engage. And hey, if you collect figures, you hit me up on Tots Pod. I may say, hey, what's your address? I've got stickers and I've probably got figures that I'll send you just because my wife needs this room cleared out. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the bigger problem is having a a guy. What's funny is like, I know a lot of people are asking me like, Hey, are you going to fund the, uh, the uh, new gen arena? Are you going to fund the GI Joe, like his tank? And I'm like, no, really? Like I have nowhere to put it. Like it's cool, but I have nowhere to put it. And that was kind of my, uh, uh Oh, (laughs) there it is. I have nowhere to put it either. (laughs) Dude, that is so amazing. Oh, it's it's here. But yeah, I mean, it was just like, I want this, but I don't want to set it in a closet. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's cool to talk to fellow collectors. Like I said, I highly recommend everyone check out uh Tio or tots, Tio TS too old for this shit. It's a really fun podcast what you guys are doing over there. And uh, like I said, man, I hope we can, uh, we can do this again down the road. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. I appreciate it. All right, back here to close up episode 98. Uh, thank you guys for checking out the show. Big shout out to Al Day for joining me this week. A uh, really fun guy to talk with. I'm sure he'll be on again down the road in the future. Um, again, check out Tots. Too old for this shit. Him and his buddy do a great show. It's on the Gorilla Brain Wrestling Podcast Network, I believe is what it's called. He talks about it on there. Um, I, I've listened to a couple episodes. I absolutely love it. Um, in fact, he actually, he asked me to be on a future episode, so I'm hoping I'm able to do that. I think that'll be a lot of fun. So definitely check out everything he's doing there. Um, of course, I want to shout out my podcasting buddies. Let's go with uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Make sure to check them out every Sunday. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Check out Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. In fact, Steve just put out a little mini episode covering one of the uh, Hulk Hogan Coliseum video VHS tapes, which is kind of fun. I'm all about mini episodes. Those are always fun. The Ringside Rant with RJ, the Leisure and Lariats podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker, Tales from the Estate with Drew Bensel and his wife Caitlin, and of course the twins, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew, the Trivia with Buds podcast with the one and only Ryan Buds, Howlin' with the Wolf with Jason Wolf, and of course, don't forget his amazing chop shop and all of his awesome artwork at the Art of Jason Wolf. Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot, Night of the Nerdy Laser podcast, and how could I forget, Tots with Al Day. Check that out as well, my guest today. Also, check out my other shows, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour every Sunday, the flagship podcast, dropping every Sunday over 450 episodes and counting. Check out No Holds Barred with Bill Benis with Bane and uh, the one and only Bill Benis. Can't say much more about that guy. And the TV Toy Cast with me and Travis Fowler every Thursday. And also, all of our t-shirts can be found at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, and WhatAManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toy Cast, and a lot of our podcasting friends have stores as well. So if you're able to support some people, I know it's the holiday season, it's not easy, but definitely help out if you are able to. And uh, that's about all I got. My guest next week uh, will be a returning favorite, John Webb, good friend of mine. He actually just stepped away from pro wrestling entirely. Will he stay away? Who's to say? Because I think the the wrestling business 
does drag us all back at some point. So it'll be cool to have John Webb back on. It's a little bit of a longer episode because me and him just got to rolling, and sometimes you don't want to end a conversation. So he'll be coming up next week for episode 99. Thank you, guys. I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. Eat tons of turkey and dressing and mashed potatoes and, of course, that amazing pumpkin pie, one of my personal favorites. You all have a great holiday. And uh, if you go Black Friday shopping, for the love of God, be careful because it's a dangerous world out there. And uh, remember, as the great Johnny Valentine once said, I cannot make you believe that pro wrestling is real, but I sure as hell can make you believe that I am. I'm Brian Breaker. This is You Know It's Fake, Right? And we'll see you guys next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. I've been around for a minute, and I can stand toe to toe with the best of the minute. Don't give a damn about critics, they talk a lot, but at the end of the night, I'm selling the tickets. All the tough guys avoid me, the ladies all adore me, paparazzi record me, I can put on a clinic, all my opposers are born.